This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Welcome everyone to this special programming that is hosted by Chazak. I would like to thank my dear friends at Chazak, Rav Ilan Meirav, Rav Yaniv Meirav. I would like to thank Rabbi Eba for arranging tonight's event, which is um, in preparation of the Yom Tif of Pesach and a special event uh, in honor of the Sefer on Pesach, the humble Sefer Magid Horakia, which is available on our website, rabbidg.com, with free delivery. It's also available in your local Svarim stores. And I want to take the opportunity to uh, speak and to share with you um, some of the amazing activities of Chazak. I had the privilege to go down to their offices and see firsthand how they have an entire staff which is dedicated to enrolling public school students in yeshivas, <coughs> which is uh, literally Hatzalas Nefashos, transforming lives. And so many of these uh, young men, young women who come over from Russia, from the former Soviet Union, from Bukhara, they, if they go to public school, uh, it's uh, <laughs> unfortunate, but we don't know what their future will have in store for them. It's, it's quite, uh, not a very bright future. On the other hand, um, many of these children that are rescued and are brought to yeshivas, they end up being uh, making great contributions to Klal Yisrael. Whether it's the, the founders of Chazak themselves, the founders of Torah Anytime, and so forth. So it's literally Hatzalas Nafashos and uh, uh, adding souls uh, to the Jewish people. Tonight's shir is sponsored by my good friend Reb Rabbi Newman um, of Chickens for Shabbos. Reb Rabbi is so devoted to this very worthy Moisad, which is focused on providing for, firstly, uh, the most important members of Klal Yisrael, the Malamdim, those who teach Torah to our children. Uh, without them, we don't have uh, future generations. And uh, to households that need it most, to women who are Agunois, Grushois, you could go to the Yad Eliezer website, there's an icon for Malamdim, for Agunois and Grushois, and whatever you could do, to uh, show generosity before the Yom Tif of Pesach, Rebbe Shalom should pay you a thousandfold. Okay, so I want to share with you from the Sefer Magad Arakiah two Mamarim, uh, Maimer Chof Aleph and Maimer Mem Dalid. And first, let's speak about uh, two aspects of the Yom Tif of Pesach, perhaps that get overlooked. The Minog Yisrael is that on Shabbos Cholamoid, this year there is no Shabbos Cholamoid, so it will be on Shvi Shal Pesach, which is Shabbos, we will read Shir Hashirim, the Song of Songs. This, uh, it's also customary that upon the conclusion of the Seder, to recite Shir Hashirim. And what is the reason for this? This is explained by the Avudraham. The Avudraham explains, Minog HaOilam Likrois Bechag Hamatzois Shir Hashirim, because Shir Hashirim speaks about Gulas Mitzrayim, which was the first Shibud of Klal Yisrael and their first redemption, as the Pasuk says in Shashirim Lesusasi Berechvei Parai. So in other words, Avodraham is saying that since Shashirim discusses the Egyptian bondage and freedom, it is appropriate to read on Pesach. Now, just like at the end of every parsha, at the end of Shashirim, a simon is given to remember the number of psukim in Shashirim. How many psukim are in Shir Hashirim? Meya v'shiva asar. 117. Now what is the significance of the fact 
that Shir Shirim has 117 psukim. So I have an amazing sefer. The name of the sefer is Maasei Roikeach. Let's see if I could find it here. Here it is. This is a, you're seeing this in real time. Maasei Roikeach of Rabbi Lezer Roikeach, the Abbezin of Amsterdam. And he wrote a perush on Mishnayis Api Kabbalah. He also wrote on Chumash. And he has amazing Ramazim. And in the Sefer Maser Rekeach, he speaks about the special significance of the number 117. He says that whatever Shlomo Amalek did, he did in threes. In fact, he even violated the three sins that the king has to be careful about. Lo yarbeloi nashim, lo yarbeloi susim, v'kesef v'zav, lo yirbeloi. So Shlomo Amalek violated the three averos that a king has to be careful about. Now, each chait entails, one incurs a malchus. How many malchus? Arboim chasarachas, 39. Shlomo Melch violated all three. Three times 39 is what? 117. Ah! Says the which is shir is one, shirim is two, three songs, to be in the three chatam. How many psukim? 117 psukim, to be in the 117 malchus that Shlomo is chayiv. But you'll ask, but doesn't the Torah say, Arboim yakenu? that one is liable to 40 lashes. So if one is liable to 40 lashes, Shlomo Amelch should have wrote 120 psukim. That is why Shlomo Amelch begins Shea Hashirim. Shir Hashirim Asher Lishlaimai Okay, the Song of Songs, three songs. Yishakeni Minishika Ispihu We say, Rebosham, kiss me from the kisses of your mouth. Ki toivim doidecha miyayin Because your love is better than wine. And the Gemara Darshans in the Yushalmi, Chavivin divrei soifrem yoiser mi divrei toira. Chavivin yena shel chachomim, Chavivin divrei soifrem, even more than the yayin of toira. Ki toivim doidecham yayin. Why is Shlomo praising the Durabanan in the beginning of Shir Hashirim? Says the Masa Rekech, because Shlomo Amech is writing this song to be Masakein, the three Chatoim, and he's liable to 117 uh, lashes. But you'll ask, really, he's liable to 120 lashes? No. Because Yishakeni Menashikai Spiyu, Shlomo Amech says, Kiss me from the kisses of your mouth. Shlomo is praising the words of the Chachamim. They knock it down from 40 to 39. Hence, he only has to write 117 psukim and not 120, meaning in the introduction to Shir Hashirim, Shlomo Amalch is explaining why did he write 117 psukim, keneged, the lashes, he's chayiv, not biblically, but midrabanon. That is why he begins Shir Hashirim with the praise of the words of the Chachamim. So accordingly, it comes out that the number of psukim in Shir Hashirim is really connected to the kapar of Shlomo Amalch, but doesn't seem to be significant in the context of the Yom Tif of Pesach. However, I would like to present to you, based on the writings of the Chida, the Chida, one of my favorite all-time G'daylam, I mentioned that after the Holocaust, one of the first Svarim that were published for the survivors was published by my grandfather, Shavar Fushalema, Shem Yishmarei one of the first Svarim published for the survivors was the Leif David, published by my grandfather, you want to see it? 
I knew you might want to see it, and uh, I happen to be in my office, and I'm going to show it to you. This is uh, a special occasion. Here we have the Lev David of the Chida, published by Maizeda in the right after the Holocaust, and you see it's published in the Army Green. My grandfather was the head of the the religious department of the Joint Distrib- Distribution Committee. So here it is, Lev David of the Chida. Any event, I'm going to share with you today a number of ideas from the Chida, from many of his Haggadahs, in fact, from five different Haggadahs of the Chida. If you look um, on the right bookcase, which you can't see, I have uh, about 50 Svarim of the Chida and all of his Haggadahs. The Chida wrote a Haggadah called Zroya Yamin, Pe Echad, Safa Achas, Geulas Mitzrayim, Batei Nafesh. Five different Haggadahs that we're going to be sharing from tonight. And that is, the, the uh, Chida tells us, based on something written in the beginning of Parshas Va'ira. It says, these are the names of the Bnei Levi, Lesol Doisam, Gershon, Kahas, and Merari, and the years of the life of Levi, 137 years. Why does the Torah Dafka tell us the number of years that Levi lived? Says Rashi, to tell me how long the Shibit was. Because so long as one of the Shvatim were alive, there was no Shibud. Shenamar, Vayamas, Yosef, Vichol, Echa, Vichol Hadar, Hahu. And only then the Shibud began. Now Levi outlived all of the Shvatim. Therefore, we need to know how long Levi lived in order to figure out how many years the Shibud was. Ah, says the Chida, based on this idea that the Shibud only began from the death of Levi. From the death of Levi until we left Mitzrayim was 117 years. And that in fact, says the Chidah in his Haggadah, Zroya Yimin, in his entry to Tam Mahu Oimer, is the number of years that we were Meshubit in Mitzrayim. What is the source of the Chidah? The source of the Chidah is in Seder Oilam. The Chidah says, the Levi outlived all of the Shvatim, Mishames Levi Viat Shiyatsu Yusom Mitzrayim Kuf Yud Zayin Shana 117 years. Even though in our Girsa of the Seder Oilam it says 116 years, the Gra already changes the Girsa to 117. So now, says the Chida, based on this tidbit of knowledge, that we are in Mitzrayim 117 years, we can understand the question of the Tum. The Tum asks, what are you doing? What's this all about? What are you getting so excited for the night of the Seder? God promised He's going to take us out of Egypt. So you make a party when someone keeps His promise. Uh, have we been reduced to that level? That we have to rejoice when someone keeps their promise? Well, says the Chida, his fa- the father tells the Tom, you think that we were actually in Mitzrayim for 400 years? No! Bechoyzek Yad! The word Bechoyzek is gematria. 117. Meaning, the reason why we make such a big suda, the reason why we, we are so festive the night of Pesach, is Bechoyzek Yad. The Rebbe Shalom took us out after 117 years. That is uh, the amount of time that the Rebbe Shalom, uh allowed us to spend in Mitzrayim. How long? Bechoyzek. And therefore, we are so grateful the night of the Seder that the Rebbe Shalom took us out Early comes the Chidah in yet another Haggadah called Pe Echad, and the Chidah says on the words Vayered Mitzrayma Anus Al Pihadibor. 
The Roshay Tevois, Vayanas, Vayered is a Vav, Mitzrayma is a Mem, 6 and 40. Anus is Aleph, 1, 47. Ayin is a 70, 117. Anus Vayered Mitzrayim, Anus Al. Those four words are Roshay Tevois, 117, to indicate that we only spent 117 years in Mitzrayim. Now, what is the significance of the number 117? Why 117? We know Dvarim Gedoylem Enam Bemikra. Great things are not happenstance. Why 117? Well, I found in a sefer, an amazing sefer called Or Torah and Parshas Vayeshev of Rav Meir Yechiel Avbezdin of Oishdrovsa. He says as follows. You know why it was 117? Because how old was Yosef when he was sold? Yosef was 17 years old. How old was he when he became Melech Mitzrayim? 30. So how long was Yosef in captivity for? 13 years. Yosef basically was sold as an Eved for the duration of 13 years. Now, says the Oishtra how many Shvatim were involved in selling Yosef? Yosef wasn't involved in it. Reuven was away that day. And Binyamin wasn't there. So nine Shvatim sold Yosef for 13 years. 13 times 9 is 117. Since Shibud Mitzrayim was a tikkun for Mechiras Yosef. And in essence, there are 117 years of responsibility. The 13 years of Yosef times the 9 people who were involved in his sale. Therefore, the Shibud Mitzrayim was 117 years. I once found in a kuntris called Me'afar Kumi of Rav Donan Sharabani. He says, this is the significance. Vayashav Ruvein Alabar, Ruvein came back to Bar, Vinei Ein Yosavar, Vikar Vayikras Vagadov, Vayashav Achvayim Rayelet, Einenu! He ain't here. Einenu, Einenu, Einenu. What's the gematria of Einenu? 117. In other words, Ruvein is saying that Yosef is now uh, going to be lost, so to speak, for 117 years. 13 years times the nine of you. And we're going to have to pay back those 117 years. V'yoyis hayeled Einenu, the Yelad is not here for 117. Va'ani onani ba, what's going to be with me? And Rev Donan Sharabani makes the following cheshben. Yaakov was 84 when he married Leah. Two years later, he gave birth to Levi. Yaakov was 86 when Levi was born. Yaakov was 130 when he came down to Mitzrayim, which means if he was 86 when Levi was born, Levi was 44 when he came down to Mitzrayim. Levi died at 137, which means that Levi was in Mitzrayim 93 years. So if we were Mitzrayim 210 minus 93, that means the Sheba in Mitzrayim was 117. Comes the Chidah and yet another Haggadah on the Safa Achas. And the Chidah says, Why were we Zoycha that Hashem took us out early? Onus al piadibor. The word onus alef nun vav samach is gematria. What? You got it. A hundred and seventeen. Ah, comes the and the chidah says. Now we understand the significance of the number of psukim in Shira Shirem. Shira Shirem has a hundred and seventeen psukim, no less and no more. And the Masara Kach tries to explain the significance. But we could say very beautifully, Shir Hashirim speaks about Gulas Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim was a Shibud for 117 years. And therefore, says the Chida, Shir Hashirim has exactly 117 Psukim. 
says the Chidah, what is the significance of the number 117? Firstly, it's Midas Hadin and Midas Harachamim. Midas Hadin is Eloi Kim 86. Midas Harachamim is Chesed, is Kael 31. What's 86 and 31? That's right, 117. It's also 86, plus the Shem Havaya, which is 26, plus the four letters of the Shem Havaya, which is 30, Im HaKoylel 117. Says the Chidah, this Inyan of 117 is Merumah's at the very, very beginning of the Haggadah, namely, Ha Lachma Anya Di Achalu Avasana Ba'ara Dimitzrayim. These eight words are Rashi Tevos, Hei Lamed Ayin, Dalad Aleph Aleph, Beis Dalad, Gematria 117, to indicate that is the amount of time we spent in Mitzrayim. And yet, the, Haggadah, the Chidah comes in yet another Haggadah, Haggadah Shal Pesach Batei Nafesh, and he says, why 117? Imai Anoichi Bitsara, the word Imai in HaKoylel, is also Gematria 117. So, this gives us an insight into the significance of the number 117, into the number of Pesukim Shiram. So now it comes out, the number of Pesukim Shiram are not only significant in bringing Kapara to Shlomo HaMelech, but since Shiram is the description of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, it most aptly has the number of Pesukim that perfectly correspond to Shibud Mitzrayim. Well, friends, as this is our last Magad HaRakiah event before the Yom Tif of Pesach, our last Chazak event, I want to speak about an idea relevant to the very end of Pesach in Maimer Memdalid. We call it Achroin Shel Pesach. The name of the last day of Pesach is called Achroin Shel Pesach. And let's investigate this. Because we don't typically call the last day of any Yom Tif Achroin Shel Chag or Achroin Shel Shavuos or Achroin Shel Chanukah. So why do we call the last day of Pesach Achroin Shel Pesach. Everything in Judaism, everything in Yiddishkeit has laden with tremendous significance. What is the significance of the terminology? Achroin Shel Pesach. Well, we've said in the past, and this is brought in Maimar Gimel in our Sefer, Pesach is Arusa de Laela, that Pesach is a very special Zman. And that is, in general, Hashem is Mashpia on us, influences of spirituality, but only after we prepare ourselves. The procedure is typically, Pischuli Pesach Kechudesh Almachat. Rebbe says, you open for me like a needle's, the hole of a needle, the point of a needle, and I'll open the world for you. That procedure, that phenomenon is called Isarusa de Lasata, that we arouse and waken ourselves down here. And the Rebbe responds in kind from upstairs. On Shavuos, we prepared ourselves for Matan Torah. We said, Nasev and and Hashem responded by giving us the Torah. But on Pesach, Hashem took us out, despite the fact we were not deserving of it. Hashem saw we were Eroin area naked and bare of mitzvahs, and Hashem redeemed us. Now, we also quoted the amazing teaching of Rav Baruch of Mezhbej, that the reason why the name of the Yom Tif is called Chag HaPesach, even though the fact that Hashem jumped over our homes was only a minor detail of the uh, narrative of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, 
But Rav Baruch teaches that this is a, has a deeper meaning as well. Namely, typically it is our responsibility to open the door a little bit and Hashem opens it the rest of the, of the way. On Pesach, Hashem jumped over the door. He obviated the need for us to open the door and to take that first step. That is the significance of the Yom Tif of Pesach. As Rav Meir Shapiro explains, that is why on Pesach we pray for Tal, and on Sukkot we, we pray for rain. Rain represents what is called Isarusa de la Sata. First, we take the first step and Hashem responds in kind. Rain is the precipitation of the atmosphere down on the earth that rises up and con- then condenses in the cloud. Rain reflects Isarusa de la Sata. Dew is the, a- the moisture that's already present in the atmosphere in the heavens, and that is reflective of Isarusa de Le'ela. So that is why on Pesach we, on Pesach we daven for Tal because that is reflective of Isarusa de Le'ela. So comes the Satmar Rebbe, and the Satmar Rebbe says this idea and this theme of Pesach will help us understand the terminology Achroin Shal Pesach. Now I saw this many years ago in a Satmar Haggadah, but I wanted to find the original source and I want to thank my, fa- my, my good friend, Rav Yaakov Klein, who showed me that the Satmar Rebbe wrote this in his Chidushe Torah, Chelek Hey, and the Satmar Rebbe says as follows, Pesach in a certain sense, it's an embarrassing time for us. It's a little bit shameful. It's called in Kabbalah, Nama Dechsufa, embarrassed bread. We say um, that there's an idea that why did Hashem create man? For Olam Haba. God created, created mankind for the world to come. So why didn't He just put us there? Oh, He didn't just put us there because if He would just give it to us, it would, we would feel like we didn't earn it and we, we would be embarrassed and we wouldn't be able to enjoy it. So in order for us to enjoy our reward, He made us work for it. But he couldn't just give it to us straight because that's Nahama Sufa, that's embarrassed bread, that's like a government handout. Ah, oh, says the Samarabba, Pesach is Nahama Sufa. Pesach is an unearned benefit. It's something that Hashem just gifted us. Hashem just gave us a freebie. And we don't feel good about it, we don't feel satisfied about it, we don't feel like we earned it. So therefore, on the Yom Tif of Pesach, when Hashem jumps over our need to open the door, when we could just jump into Kedusha, even though we haven't earned it, when Hashem gifts us the Tal, the Sarusa del Eila, we were mispalel, we say, Achroin Shal Pesach! May this be the last time we need such a government handout. May this be the last time we need such a spiritual freebie. May we be elevated to the Madrega that from here on we should be zoicha to earn our spiritual Madregos and achievements. Yes, we understand right now we're not on the level to earn it and to sweat for it and to really deserve it, but we're mispalel. Achroin shel Pesach. May this be the last time that we need such a gift and such a benefit. But it occurred to me that this is a little bit of a, um, puts a dampen, <laughs> a damper on the significance of Achron Shal Pesach, as if this should be our last time that we need HaKadosh Baruch Hu to give us such a Yom Tif. And I thought perhaps we could explain the terminology Achron Shal Pesach 
um, with a different angle, and this angle is rather inspirational and gives us great hope for the future. In the Haggadah Shal Pesach, we quote the Mishnah Brachas, Amar Rabbi ben Azariah. Rabbi ben Azariah said, Hare Ani Kven Shivam Shana. I am as if I'm 70 years old. I never had a winning argument against the Chachamim to speak about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim in the night until Ben Zoyme had the following drasha. So Ben Zoyma, excuse me, Rebbe Lazar Ben Azari and Ben Zoyma darshan from the words Kol Yemei Chayecha Halelois. But the Chachamim say no. Yemei Chayecha Ha'olam Hazeh Yemei Chayecha says, we're going to thank Hashem and talk about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim in this world. Kol Yemei Chayecha teaches us that we will thank Hashem for Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim even in the times of the coming of Mashiach. Now, Rabbi Kiva Eger has the following question on the Mishnah. Why in Ben Zoyma, when he uses the word Koyal, he just says, Halelois, he doesn't say Lehavi. And when the Chachamim say, Kol Yemei Chayecha, they say, Lehavi Limaisa Mashiach. The, the Mishnah should be consistent. The Chachamim should say, Yemei Chayecha Ilmazah, Kol Yemei Chayecha, Limaisa Mashiach. Says Rabbi Kiva Eger, this could be explained based on a Brisa quoted in the Gemara. The Gemara quotes the Bryce on Yerbeiz and Merbeiz that Ben Zoyma says to Chachamim, are we going to mention Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim in, when Mashiach comes that the Pasuk says in Yirmiyah, Hine yomim bomnam Hashem, behold days are coming, says the Lord. V'lo yomru oid chay Hashem, asher helas mei yisomayas Mitzrayim. You'll no longer say the God that took us out of Egypt, ki yom chay Hashem, but rather by the life of the Lord, asher hela, that brought us up, asher hevi, and that took, as zera beis Yisrael mei eretz tzafainu mei kol ha-rotzes, asher hidachtem sham. In other words, the prophet is saying, days are coming where we won't speak about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, but the God who took us out of the Karan Galas. What do the Chachamim say back? The Chachamim say back, no. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim will not be uprooted from its place, but rather Shibud Malchiyos will be primary, and Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim will be secondary. Says Rabbi Kiva Eger, that based on this, we could understand the terminology of the word lahavi. You know why the Chacham say lahavi limaisa Mashiach? <clears throat> to explain that la'asid lavai, we're not going to speak about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim as something primary, but only lahavi, it will become of sort of a side note of history. It will be secondary. That's why the Mishnah says the word lahavi. Now the Manois Halevi, in his commentary to Megillus Esther, he explains the famous Medrash Shachar that all the Yom Tov will be Batal, and Purim won't be Batal. And the Rajba and the Tshuvah, Shalsh Tshuvah, Harajba, Chelek Aleph, Simen Sadi Gimel, the Rajba asks on the Medrash, Heaven forbid that anybody should say about any mitzvah in the Torah that it will become Batal. None of the Yom Tov will become Batal. Not Pesach, not Shavuos, not Sukkot. How could the Medrash say all the Yom Tov will become Batal? Says the Manus Halevi, the word batel, it does not mean what the Hamoin Am thinks the word batel means. Batel does not mean it will cease to exist. Batel means that its significance will pale in comparison to its former glory. Like when something becomes batel bashishim, it's still there. When some pig fat falls into chicken soup, and you have 60 times the soup as, as the chicken fat, as the chicken, you have 60 times the chicken soup as the pig fat, 
So it's not that the Chazer Treif is not there, it's there. But even though it's there, its significance wanes. When we say, it doesn't mean we're not going to celebrate Pesach, we're not going to celebrate Shavuos. We're going to celebrate all the Yamim Tovim. But when Mashiach comes, the miracles of the future, the coming attractions for the Jewish people will be so awesome and so powerful, they will make all the miracles of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim pale in comparison to them. That's what it means, kol hamoyadim betelem. Not that they'll cease, but their significance will pale in comparison. Well, says, I would like to suggest as follows. A new reason for why it's called Achrin Shal Pesach. Yes, we've enjoyed the Yom Tov of Pesach, and we've commemorated all the miracles. But we're hoping for the time of Lahavi Limay Samashiach. We're hoping for the time to see miracles that are, will far outweigh the miracles of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, that they will make them pale in comparison to the miracles of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. They will, the miracles of the future, the miracles of Yemais HaMashiach, will be so magnificent, so awesome, that all the events of Yitzhak Mitzrayim will become tafel to them. It's lahavi Yemais HaMashiach. They will become batal, and therefore we're mespalel. Achroin shall Pesach! May this be the very last time that Pesach is significant. May we be zoicha to see all the great miracles that the prophets vouchsafe for us. And I would like to end with the amazing thought of Rav Yagain. All the miracles that we're going to read about in the Haggadah, God only said two words, and all of the hundreds and hundreds of miracles in Mitzrayim, Alayam, over 600 miracles, they all took place because God said, Vegam es hagoy asher ya'avoydu. He said two words, Donanoichi. And when God says two words, there are hundreds of miracles. Says Absad Yagoyin, and what if the Riban Shalom has promised us with thousands of words about the glorious days that lay ahead of the Jewish people in the Achras Hayamim? We can't even then imagine how great that Tukufa, how great that era will be. And therefore, Mespalel, Achroin Shel Pesach. Not that this should be the last Pesach. This should be the last time that Pesach's significance is on a high pedestal. May we soon be Zoycha to Hashata Hacha Lashana Haba Ba'aradi Yisrael. May we soon be Zoycha to Lashana Haba Birushalayim. So as we say, Chasal Sidr Pesach Kel Chasa. As we conclude the Seder, we're mispalel, Zach, Shoichein, Ma'ina, Koimim, Kahala, Das, Mimana, the Karev, Nahel, Nitechana. May we all be Zoicha to soon be Peduyin, Letzioin, Berina, Lashana, Haba, Birushalayim. If anybody would like to see some of these essays inside, Maimer Chaf Aleph, Maimer Mem Dalid, please, uh, you could. Get a hold of the Sefer. You could go to our website, rabbidg.com. You could order the Sefer. It will come to you, Bezos Hashem, before the Yom Tov of Pesach with free delivery. Thank you so much, Chazak, for hosting tonight's event. And again, I thank my dear friend, Rabbi Newman, of Chickens for Shabbos. Please, if you enjoyed this year, please go to the Yad Eliezer website and click on the icon for Agunois, Grushois, for Malamdim, and whatever you do to be Mesameach, the Mishpachis of Klal Yisrael, Hashem will respond in kind and give your family only Simcha Sanachas, wishing everybody a Chag 
Kasher v'sameach. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.